Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited for today's topic. I think this is a topic that a lot of us struggle with. What the topic is for today is how we use other successes against ourselves. And we're just going to touch on a couple of things that I think is relevant. And especially as women in midlife, we, instead of looking at other successes and that inspiring us, we tend to see those successes and make it mean that we're not there, we're not valuable or worthy. So this is quite a great topic, I think. It's going to add value. And I'm glad to be here with Kerry today. And I hope that Kerry, you have brought all your wisdom to this topic and you can inspire our our listeners. Hi, everyone. (laughs) It's always so encouraging to be around you, Norma. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hi, everyone. It's so good to be here again. And I think this is just such an interesting and an intriguing topic. When you brought it uh, to my attention, Norma, I just kind of thought it was such an interesting thought. And so I did spend some time this past week thinking about where, where I might do this in my own life. It's just for me anyway, I, as I pondered the thought of why would I, you know, why would I do that? Right? Why would I look at somebody else's success? and use it against myself would be for the purpose of me, you know, maybe sidestepping, right. And excusing myself from doing something that maybe that I'm, I'm fearful to do is is to already look and say, Oh, look, somebody's already doing this. Mm. And so maybe, maybe I shouldn't do it or whatever. I won't have the same impact or, you know, those sorts of things. So for me, anyway, as I thought about it, I thought, yep, I would for sure do that as a way to avoid Mm -hmm. actually having to do something. Yeah. Yeah, I think in when I was maybe younger, I had this tendency to always compare myself. And if I saw other people really succeeding in life, that was just, and as you mentioned, It was just a way for excusing me not to do a whole lot of things, not to try a whole lot of things and maybe to even do something and fail at it. And I think that was such a good excuse that we as women maybe sometimes have. We look at other women and we see they're doing all these amazing things in the world. And instead of inspiring us, we use it against ourselves. Right. Yeah. I also noticed for myself anyway, how limiting that thought or that, you know, reasoning is for me, if we're thinking that, oh, you know, it's already been done. It's like, well, that would pretty much be everything under the sun, right? It's all been done before. So why would I be choosing that thought? It doesn't really actually hold a lot of, (laughs) a lot of weight, right? And, and so for me, I, I realize that I'm really thinking small, like you said earlier, when, when I do that, I'm also 
you know, intentionally choosing a limiting belief that since somebody else has done it, maybe I won't do it right or as well. Mm-hmm. And and I'm for sure not looking at the bigger picture and understanding that I have a certain sphere of influence within my life that these people, even though somebody else has done whatever that thing is, this amazing you know, demonstration of something or, or, you know, whatever it is that that doesn't mean everybody has experienced it or knows about it or couldn't benefit from it or doesn't need to maybe hear it again. I know that I need to hear things over and over again. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I have heard somebody share something and it didn't particularly have impact in my life. Mm-hmm. Until I heard another person say it in a different voice and from a different perspective, I started realizing how powerful this was. And so by not being willing to go ahead and say it, however it is that I say it or do it, whatever the thing is, I am I am perhaps limiting the message or the opportunity for others because I just don't want to, to enter into the ring and actually, you know, maybe get a little bit dust it up a bit yes I think that wherever we are in life there is always going to be people that are maybe have researched more or are maybe an influencer or a thought leader in a specific topic or a specific area of life and we can't let those things really hold us back I think we have to like meet ourselves where we are because if we are going to let us comparing ourselves to the experts and the people that's been there decades doing what we also want to do, that's just going to keep us small and and procrastinate. Because if we look at them and we think we have to be there, that's not going to start or help us to get going. I think that if we always look at others and what they're doing and that they're so much further ahead, we're not realizing where we are and the value we have to offer where we are right now because the people that was were given to us to serve they maybe won't be able to relate to that person so our audience is is really was is the perfect audience for us because we can meet them again where where they are that person that is maybe an expert in a field talks on a totally different level than maybe my audience is ready to understand. So we can never think that someone else has more value to offer or have have more worth just because we think they are an expert in a field. We're all in our different places on earth and in our minds and in a specific journey. And we all, as you mentioned, need to hear it in a different way. Right. I've even noticed that with people who are sharing a message, maybe where perhaps they they typically speak another language, and now they're speaking to me in a language that I understand, but it's, you know, how sometimes the wording and the semantics are just slightly different, the emphasis is different, and it's, you know, they will feel, oh, it's because, you know, I'm speaking this way or or sharing this way because you know I'm trying to process and 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 speak in a language that this other person will understand or in a language that's not my first language and I've often found 
listening to somebody say, let's say if Spanish was their first language and they are speaking to me in English with their accent and with their choice of words, it's, it's amazing how sometimes that will impact me in a new and different way because, Mm -hmm. you know, and what they're feeling is, oh, this is insignificant. I'm not smooth in the delivery. It, but something about the way it's being delivered comes to me in a way that is so impactful and so powerful in my Mm -hmm. life that I may have heard it a whole bunch of times, but I just am so grateful that that person was willing, you know, to be that vulnerable, to share in that way and know, you know, it probably was maybe happening in the back of their mind, but they still were faithful to go ahead and give out the message. I just think, you know, that can really encourage me to not think that I have to have this perfect because there's always the way in which we we intend to say something but there's also the way that somebody else hears it and so Mm -hmm. we don't even know how powerful our words or our our actions can be even if we do things imperfectly in somebody else's life it can be used in such a powerful way and if I was just going to wait till it was perfect well It would never happen, right? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. How do you think we can all like play a role in supporting women in developing a healthier perspective on success and self-worth? Yeah, I think, I think if we could encourage, it's so, it's so counter-cultural, but I think if we could encourage others to just get themselves out of the way. Mm. <laughs> There's so much focus on self that I think it's natural anyway in human nature, but then there's also so much conversation around self these days that mm. if I could actually think of the other person so much more than what I'm actually thinking about me, I think I could move past using somebody else's success or some somebody else's better presentation or better delivery of something. And I could just be thinking about the one person who maybe could use what I'm offering. I think that's how I think anyway, if I, if I could share that with women, that, that their life is significant, that what they have is significant. And even if the audience is just one person how significant that is. And sometimes I've also heard that when one person is sharing something to what they think is just one other person, there was this other person in the room overhearing it or noticing what they were speaking about. And that person that they were directly speaking to gets nothing from it. But the one who was overhearing Mm. is the one who really receives the message and I mean I just think our self-preservation is so high that if we could be willing to take down that that goal of of protecting ourselves and just being willing to serve I think would go a long way in helping other women to also be willing to do that 
I agree. I also think that if we could just develop this mindset that if one woman wins, then we all win because she is like almost a source of inspiration for, for the rest of us. She shows us that there's possibility that something can be done. So if she can do it, then I know that I can do it as well. I know that she's maybe not as, you know, she's not necessarily a, you know, special, but that I have the ability to do that as well. And I can use that as inspiration to know that I don't have to go reinvent the wheel, that this woman has already achieved it. There's evidence that this can be done and that I can really just go and model what she has done. And I think also when women succeed, they could take their, their skill and their knowledge and their talents and they can really just transfer it to other women as well. What I also, Norma, if I could think is really interesting about, you bring up the idea of, of how this is for, for women, how this is tr true, how we can support one another, how we can build one another up. I think something else that it's just, maybe it's obvious, is that women are very often the teachers of young boys and girls. Mm. And so there is that of, whether whether it's in the home or sometimes in schools and what have you. And I'm not saying that the men aren't teachers as well. Of course they are. But it happens to be very often that I think there is there is that setup in society, at least for us here in North America. That's very true, especially in the younger lives of, of children. And so that modeling that and teaching that instead of even thinking, oh, well, this is probably already being taught at home. I don't need to teach it, say, here in a, in, you know, in a more public setting or, or just ever assuming that they probably know this already and I don't need to say it or somebody has said it better or that's for their parents to teach them. Or, you know, I think every time we come in and are willing to, to share and to teach, I think we we help all of society really in, in growing and, and, and becoming more aware or, you know, whatever the insight is that we're offering. I think that if we adopt this mindset that if, you know, one woman wins, then we actually all win because we can all, all learn from her. We can get inspired and, and she can be our source of like inspiration because if she's done it, then it's possible for us too. I think just think of the example of Roger Bannister, like breaking that four minute mile. And then once he's done that very shortly after a whole lot of people broke that same record where that could never, you know, no one could have ever achieved that before Roger. So it just shows us that if, if one person wins, then really all of us win. And Mm -hmm. That person winning then can can give the rest of us that recipe and we don't have to then make all the mistakes. It's actually then easier for us because, you know, that person has has got the recipe and we can we can all just model that. And I think something that maybe distracts us from looking at other people's successes and see it as inspiration is that we think that you know, that person succeeding means that we're not succeeding and that person gets a bigger piece of the cake instead of that person actually just enlarges the cake so we can all get a piece of that cake. And I think if we maybe look at it from that point of view, we can stop like comparing and maybe maybe being jealous or envious of the person that's succeeding, but 
again, seeing it as if one person succeeds, then all of us do. Right. Yeah, that's the difference, right? Between thinking, thinking sort of like with a scarce, like there's only so much success out there. And so mm -hmm. if she's got it, I can't have it or there's less left for me is, is, <laughs> is a really interesting thing to discover that underneath sometimes we do believe that we do think that even though you know, we, when you say it out loud, we, we think, oh, no, of course not success. You know, many people can have the success and the same even success or experience. We often, yeah, I can, I can see that where I've thought, oh, well, somebody has already experienced, you know, such amazing success in that area. So there's nothing left there for me to, like, I don't need to go there because there's, there's nothing there for me to, to enjoy in that success or what have you and it's it's such a it's such a limiting thought as well I was I was kind of thinking also of the idea of of how we think in short-term ideas like it's short-term mm -hmm. thoughts and I thought what if what if the storytellers of this world thought in short-term thinking right when when we, they would share a story and then they somebody else wouldn't share the story because they'd say, oh, well, that story has been shared before. <laughs> Just imagine how, you know, so much of what we know today or what we experience and enjoy in families and what have you, we we didn't ever say, oh, well, this story has been told by my grandmothers, so I won't share it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it, it's quite the opposite, actually. We think, oh, I must tell the story so that it continues forward and that my children will know this story right and 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 experience and remember even you think about even just re rem reminding people of history and how valuable it is that we can we can learn from it and what have you and instead i i guess it's it's a little bit i guess it's a little bit off topic but i just thought what you know what if we all just decided not to continue forward and to move into these successes, even though somebody else has already experienced them, is the next generation wouldn't have these amazing examples of how to do things or even how not to do things. We would be limiting our children from really experiencing the life, right? That could be, you know, better or different. And I think also when we, especially with this topic, we are looking at, again, success as something that there's only one one way of succeeding. And I think we then take away the fact that success means something different for all of us. And again, if we're seeing someone on a stage and we think that person has succeeded, I mean, that is a form of success. And I want to acknowledge that person for, for what they've done. But also, I don't want to take away from me and maybe all the other areas of life that I'm succeeding in. And maybe this area, I'm maybe new in this area. I maybe am not the expert in this area yet. And I think that just takes away from myself and how I am not seeing how where I'm at and how I'm learning and growing and how I am maybe putting myself out there. I'm I'm really just focused on and what I don't have and how this person is maybe in a place where maybe I want to be and yeah, maybe I am a little bit then 
envious and I may, maybe need to go look a little bit deeper mm. <laughs> and not necessarily go and look for the for the this person the f- fault right so what do you think we can maybe focus on instead instead of looking at the other person comparing ourselves what do you think is a it's a more helpful and a way of maybe looking at the situation or or thinking mm-hmm. that can serve us so much more than looking or focusing on what we don't have yeah i think it's so interesting this idea of comparing ourselves at all because i mean it's it's really not even something that we can do right like we will and we do do it i'm not saying that i don't i'm just saying what an interesting concept that i even would begin to look at somebody else who has a completely different framework and and history and grid work and education and all the things right social advantage disadvantage what have you and in this one spot we put us like a magnifying glass on this and then we look at it closely and decide whether we measure up or don't and or whether they I guess measure up or don't and and it's just so interesting that I so I'm just going to say right off the top of course the idea of comparing ourselves to anybody will absolutely never help us I think decide what is it that we are here to do what are the things you know where am I being led what are the things that I'm called to and I think that would be a whole other (laughs) interesting conversation about this idea of, of actually we talked about our purpose but the call and and understanding that nobody else in your sphere of influence necessarily or maybe you are, maybe you're the second or third person in your sphere of influence who is called to do something, but you bring something to it that nobody else has and nobody else can. And when when we're willing to commit ourselves to something, win or lose, you know, fail or succeed or what have you, we're willing to really show up for whatever that is and to, to do the thing whether we we feel like we're really good at it or not but we're just willing to to do that i think even failure what we perceive as failure is so helpful to other people mm. who are who are in our sphere of influence and so i think we can never you know it's dangerous really to to not be willing to show up and to offer what we have share our experiences and and help others understanding that we might just be you know a cog in the wheel sometimes of what's bringing that next person to where they're going I have an example just popped into my mind I remember years ago I I put myself into a political election sort of situation where back in the day here in our town it was called a school trustee and so it was like being a part of the school board and there were things going on and I wouldn't probably normally have been drawn to such things, but I I had a sense that I needed to kind of show up for this thing. And so I added my name to the list and participated in, you know, the debates and all the things that I felt completely inadequate at and what have you. And I remember, I remember my dad saying to me, like, why would you do it? Why would you put yourself in this situation where, you know, I was one of many who were in this election and I said, because it's it's not for me. I just think like maybe it's actually more about one of my kids 
that are watching or one of, I don't know. I just, I just have a sense that this is what I'm supposed to do. And I was not elected in that election. So we could say I lost, but I think it had such impact both in my life and in other people's lives here in town, things that I said, you know, I cringe at some of them and then others, I think, wow, that was just so powerful that had I not shown up for it, mm. I think, you know, it's not always for you, right? It's, it's, it's often so that others, even in our failures can see that you survive it and that you're faithful to whatever it is that you're being asked to do. Good story. What a great conversation around this topic, Norma, about using other people's successes against ourselves. I hope that our listeners have gained some insight or saw some little glimpses maybe of themselves and even sometimes the excuses that we might use to avoid doing doing things that are otherwise scary to us or that we would otherwise like to opt out of, that they would go ahead and be bold and take chances and enjoy that other people have already succeeded in these areas and use it like you said so well, like use it as evidence for ourselves for why we should go ahead and, and participate and, you know, take on tasks and do amazing things that we never thought maybe that we could. And so with that, we want to just say thank you so much for listening and we hope you have a great week. Thank you. That was great, Kerry. Thanks to everyone. We'll be back next week. And that's a wrap for another empowering episode of A Fold and Fabulous Over 40. We hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next. It's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive together.